you know what the number one thing architects and designers want from manufacturers? Education. They want manufacturers to be the go-to resource for their product category. They have questions, they view you as the expert, but how you position that can either make or break the relationship in the short term as well as long term. The key to that oftentimes is CEUs. So in today's show, we bring on an expert to talk about CEUs, how you as a manufacturer should be doing it, common pitfalls, and a few manufacturers that are doing it the right way. And if you stay until the end, they share the biggest mistake manufacturers make with their CEU strategy. It's a great episode. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Pumpkinklov. And today we're talking about CEUs and what manufacturers should know about CEUs, how they can be strategic in their efforts there, and why it's important for you to be thinking about this now in 2022 and beyond. Educating your customers and giving them a way to continue their own education is such a valuable resource and service. And we see manufacturers do this well and some not do it as well. So we are really excited to welcome Jan Rutgers. She is the president and founder of the Vestibule School of Design. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Beth and Zach. I'm I'm thrilled to be here. We're really excited to have you. Why don't you take a couple minutes, introduce yourself, and tell our listeners a bit about your company as well. Great, thanks. Uh, so my name is Jan Rutgers, and I've actually been in the home design business for almost 30 years. And you know, my passion has been kitchen design. That's where I did get my start. But you know, right from the start, especially because Becoming a kitchen designer, you know, in the late 80s, um, it wasn't even a thing. So a big, big part of kind of developing that role was to, to be educated. So I had just graduated from university. I got interested in home design and kind of fell into kitchen design. But I spent a tremendous amount of my own time and effort uh, early on educating myself on um, everything to do with kitchens. So that's, you know, probably why I've landed where I am right now. So you know, kind of Cole's notes in the last 25, 30 years, you know, I became certified as a master kitchen and bath designer, one of the first ones in Western Canada. I became an educator. I started teaching, lecturing, you know, writing courses and, you know, bringing other people that are passionate about the industry along with my knowledge. And I think really to kind of to back it up, I've I've done just about everything in the design industry from owning my own manufacturing facility. I manufactured high-end custom millwork out in Vancouver for 10 years. I had a to-the-trade showroom where I had a, a large kitchen and millwork showroom that was just to the trade where I, again, would, would educate them and offer you know courses there to help them with their journey journey on kitchen design and you know I've worked for manufacturers all over um, all actually all over the world North America and Europe and you know got into product design for a while did that for the last six or seven years and have landed now as a, an online educator you know feeling that I can take a lot of the knowledge that I have and help transfer that to other people again passionate about the industry and you know just branching out, helping manufacturers do the same thing on how they can 
I guess, educate their customers better. So that's kind of where I am. And I've had Vestibule School of Design up and running since uh, 2020, spring of 2020, I think was a strange time for all of us. And that was my big pivot moment where, you know, I went, you know, strong into uh, the online education. So Cole's notes, but I could probably sit here for the whole hour to talk about all the things that I've done in the, in the home industry, but that's about it. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm really glad you're on the show here, Jan. I mean, for the reason you just mentioned that, you know, there's been this huge online shift, but your background and your skill set is, gosh, you played almost every single role yes. <laughs> that yeah. we talk about. Mm-hmm. Like you've been on the manufacturer seat, you're in the educator seat, you understand design. And so I'd want to start by just hearing a little from you about, you know, why should manufacturers invest in CEUs? Like we hear that question a lot, like, oh, should we do this? Should we not? Is it really going to have ROI? From your perspective, from the seat that you're in, like the unbiased perspective, why should a manufacturer be investing here? Well, do you know what? I really think that a big, big reason for doing it is that the professional needs to differentiate from the consumer. When we talked about how, you know, the online business is exploding, you know, I definitely, you know, see that. And consumers, you know, they now have access to stuff that, you know, 20 years ago, it was just me. I was just lucky if I could, you know, see a manufacturer and get that information. Consumers now have so much access to information the professional needs to to go deeper. And the only way that the professional is going to be able to go deeper is to get really relevant learnings from the manufacturer. When I'm talking with manufacturers or, or if I'm writing educational programs myself, I speak to the professional. I don't speak to the consumer. And I think the manufacturer has that opportunity to do that because they know their stuff and they're talking to a different person. So that's, that's very important. So first of all, Jan, I have to say, thank the professional needs to go deeper. I mean, I have that in my notes. That makes so much sense because we spend a lot of time talking about the burden on manufacturers to offer end consumer education because that's what end consumers want even though you're not their target audience. So how do you further help the professional audience? And the way you you summed it up, the professional needs to go deeper or must go deeper in order to differentiate is so huge. So a lot of manufacturers have some form of CEUs, whether on an official website or on their own site or many ways. And if I'm a manufacturer that's already released some type of CEU course or is currently developing one, how would you recommend that I evaluate it to know if I'm doing it right or not? Yeah, well, I think, you know, first off, you know, when you're sitting down to write a CEU, you know, even just putting aside all of the rules and the regulations, there's all of that. You know, I think that just like I said, you've got to go through it and make sure you're talking to the professional, not the consumer. That would be the first thing that that I'd be looking for. What type of little tidbits can you offer to that professional that they're going to get? Like, and I think that's another thing too, as you know, as a designer, I've been trained in the elements and principles of design or as an architect, you know, I'm trained in structural and mechanical things. As the manufacturer writing a CEU, be okay with talking that technical mm-hmm. end of it, but without making it dry. So that'd be the first thing. Make sure I'd go through making sure you were talking to the professional. The other thing, and this is a real pet peeve of mine, is to really look at your images that you want to make sure any of the images that you're using in your CEU are appropriate. 
I cannot believe how often I'll I'll be looking at you know some educational you know piece of information and they'll have an image and I'll be reading something and then I'll see the image and they don't compute. <laughs> they've grabbed a marketing image mm. or they they've grabbed a stock image and nobody's really paid attention. And as a professional you know, you've lost me there. You know, I've seen mistakes from, you know, from the big organizations right down to the small guy. They make the mistakes. They hand off, you know, that end of it, you know, to, you know, an intern to find some images to go with it and they miss the mark. So, you know, those two things, talk to the professional, make sure your images are reflective of what you're saying would would be very important. Can I ask you about measurement though? Because I could think about this and manufacturers think, okay, how do I do this the right way is important, but are you thinking about this through the lens of how am I measuring ROI at the onset as well? Is that a helpful thing to think strategically about? And if so, what are the ways a manufacturer can measure effectiveness? Effectiveness of their CEU? Yeah, like in, on their bottom line. Like, So there's an element of like, yes, you want your CEU to be effective for the, the architect or mm-hmm. designer, whoever it might be. Like, You want to make sure that's valuable to them. Like, That's number one, because you don't want your brand tarnished. Right. But what kind of outcome mm-hmm. should they be thinking about? Like what kind of what kind of benefit is this going to bring the actual manufacturer? Yeah, well, I think for the actual manufacturer, if, if the manufacturer gets really good at writing the CEUs and giving the good agnostic information, they will start to become the the go to for the professional because the professionals, um, you know, we're crazy busy and you know there is not a lot of time to go and look at every manufacturer that's making something and you know and I think about like especially the building products market like that's a really tough one. So how do you get you know ROI you know with a you know a melamine panel like you know that's something that is there. But I look at it. As a designer, and I'm doing some educating right now with designers on textured melamine panels, and we're starting to find that there's certain manufacturers there that, you know, their reps are knowledgeable and they're coming in and they're they're talking, you know, to us. Now, I probe them, you know, on questions that designers need to know, but I think, you know, somebody that has a product like that, that can actually write a CEU that isn't all technical about how many layers of melamine and core and all of that's in there, but what's important to the designer, I would see that eventually, if they keep talking that way, that they're going to pull the designer in to spec their product because they're trusting them. You know, it's how do you actually measure it? You know, it's hard to say. I don't think you write a CEU and and the next week, you know, you can, you know, count how many, you know, new orders you have. I think it is more long term. And, you know, with any of the marketing that you're going to do, you know, you do have to look at a strategy. You know, I would probably, you know, during the initial development, you know, of the CEU, make a determination, okay, you know, are you going specifically after the architect or specifically after the designer this round? So if it was the designer, then, you know, it might be tracking your inquiries coming in for designers. It might be tracking designers starting to follow your blog. Is the phone ringing? What are your reps saying? You know, I don't know if there's going to be anything that is going to be hard, but, you know, I think that if you kind of look at the big picture, you know, start to see, is there a shift on the questions that are coming in? What you're saying is there's a lot of different ways to measure it is what I'm hearing, you know, but mm-hmm. um, I think the biggest one is, are people coming back? Mm-hmm. Like, are they coming back for more? Are you seeing people refer, you know, your training to somebody else? Is it a positive brand builder? Like, those are things that like, 
you want to be seen, and we talk about this a lot, like you want to be seen as that trusted source, that trusted guide. And like when we do our own market research with manufacturers as well as, you know, different players in the channel, the big thing people want is they want manufacturers to be that go-to expert. Mm-hmm. And if your CEU is invaluable, you're hurting your ability to market to them in other ways as well, not only with your CEUs. Exactly. And I think too, Zach, where you say if your CEU is invaluable, if your CEU is dry and boring and, you know, people just tune out, you know, a few minutes into it. Yeah. Don't, don't even do it. You know, <laughs> you know what it makes me think of, and this is not a great example, but it makes me think of, you know, I go on a, a flight somewhere and they had that, that minute long introduction video about, you know, here's safety on the plane. And you're like, dear God, like, when is this thing going to be done? Because you can't ignore it because it's loud. It's in your face. But there are airlines of the last few years, in the last decade or so, they're trying to make them entertaining and education so you actually watch them. That's a great example, though, of something that it had, I mean, the information has to be communicated. It has to be communicated exactly in the way that it comes across. You can't jazz it up. Mm-hmm can't tell a story and someone has to assume and yes. infer yes. what you're saying. <laughs> but the level of elevation and creativity that's been put into those flight, not that a lot of us have been on planes lately, but into those <laughs> <laughs> in-flight safety videos. That's a great example, actually, Zach. Yeah. You know, and, and it really is. Just, there's a lot out there. I probably get 50 emails a day on somebody, you know, saying they've got a course or they've got this or come to this webinar, you know, do something. Yeah, differentiating yourself is the way to go. And, you know, I must admit, it's going to get tougher and tougher, you know, Mm -hmm. as we move more online. So you do have to have something that is a little bit entertaining, but it's still, you know, for me, if I were to now put on my professional designers, you know, hat. I want to learn something. I don't want to go through a lot of fluff. I get that feedback you know, quite a bit from designers that get to the point. If, if I were to give the biggest, you know, biggest hint, there's different ways of presenting CEUs. They can be live. They can be in a PDF form online. They can be as a video. There's lots of different ways to do it. The one thing that drives me crazy is 10 minutes of, you know, who is this person? You know? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Because nobody cares. Nobody, nobody cares. cares. About that. Nobody, cares. Yeah, nobody cares, you know. They don't you care know. about you. Like no. if, if no. frankly, like if we had this podcast and all we were doing is talking about how great Beth is, yeah. people would probably listen. If we were just talking about me. Maybe. You need a different example. Yeah, people just, would listen about me. No, I'm kidding. That would be know, awful. Be I don't want to listen to that. Yeah, yeah it would be awful. Yeah. And I think too that now there is a uh, process for going through, you know, having your CEUs accredited. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know when I have written them, I have gone through everything. Sometimes I see CEUs on, on websites or online. I don't think they've gone through the accreditation process that they should, but I actually will have more trust in a manufacturer if they follow the rules and they are not giving me a sales pitch Mm. and that the title that they put on their CEU actually is what they teach and that the learning objectives that they put at the beginning are covered. Like those types of things, Mm. you know, we can't forget about them. And so often they do. And I think about my time is valuable. And I remember I put time aside to go to a webinar on something that I thought, oh, this this is great. This is something I want to learn. You know, I want to know about about this. I don't think it was an accredited CEU. It may have been, I can't remember, but you know, the title sounded great. And you know, I you both know I'm on the West Coast. So I'm up at six o'clock in the morning to go to this webinar. 
great title. Nothing in that webinar mm. came back to that title. I'll never go back to that manufacturer. Like it, it has really yes. turned me off. And I think in this day and age, the manufacturer needs to understand that they can't, you know, pull the wool over the professional's eyes anymore. You know, they're getting tired of it. There's too much coming at them all the time. And if the designer, architect, builder, you know, contractor are getting really good information from that manufacturer. You know, I think they can build a good, strong following. It makes me think of that Warren Buffett quote. He says, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, you'll yeah. do things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. I heard someone rework that quote recently. I was listening to a podcast this week about that. And they said, well, but in this day and age, it's four seconds with social media. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. No pressure. pressure. And it is tough. And and I've I've got to admit that, you know, sometimes it is tough to hit on it. But, you know, another strategy I have, and I use this myself, is that I have put together my own personal you know, designer council. And, you know, it's a group of designers that, that are passionate about the industry, passionate about what I do. And I get together with them like every quarter or even a couple of times a year. And I will run my courses by them or I would, I'll have them, you know, check them out just to be able to give me feedback. So I love that. I've done that in my corporate life when I was in, in corporate as a product designer for seven years. I always managed a um, designer council and would use them to get the feedback before I would launch things or before the company would launch. And they'll give you feedbacks going, oh, this is interesting. Oh, I want more information on this. This is boring. Yeah. Yeah, that's really smart. I love that. You know, right down to, you know, I had one of the designers come back to me with my layout. She loved that my slides, my PowerPoint slides were clean and simple. You know, they followed good interior design elements and principles of design, you know, like a little thing like that, like that has resonated with me. I always make sure that everything that I put out, that I'm using my design training, you know, to make sure my, even my slides look great because it can become a distraction. And I also got back from my design council was that, yeah, they loved, you know, it was like a 20 second introduction and that was it. They commented, oh, you didn't go on for 10 minutes, you know, about, you know, all, you know how great you are or whatever. So, I mean, it's about thinking about your audience, right? If you're creating a CEU for mm-hmm. a highly visually trained audience like architects and interior designers, mm-hmm. And your content, at the very least, can't be cluttered and distracting. We're not asking you to care about fonts as much as Zach cares. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have a font question, shoot it his way. Absolutely. It'll blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you, you should be presentable because that's going to communicate to them the quality of your content as well. I think that's a great point. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm wanting to say. And it's those little details of trying to rise above, you know, the, you know, yeah. just the the chaos there. And, you know, you want to be able to have, have a product, i.e. your CEU, that is reflective of your business and again, is talking to your audience. Jan, who's doing it well? What manufacturer do you look at in the space? You're like, these guys set the bar? Yeah, that's a hard one to answer because I'll admit to you, I've really been you know, diving into it in the last you know, couple of months, you know, starting to look at manufacturers. So I'll, I'll kind of go back to you know, a few years ago. I would say um, like a firm like Kohler has okay. been really good, you know, just based on their whole marketing plan, you know, just how they 
take their marketing and, and bring it into their CEUs. I've been to a few of their CEU presentations in the last couple of years. They've been pretty good. You know, popping onto some of the providers like AEC Daily and Hanley Wood, you know, there's different different places and, and it's kind of a hit and miss. That's great. <laughs> great. Jan, for our listeners, what advice would you give them if they're listening to this and going, yeah, like you sold me, I need to either double down and invest in this area I haven't, or I need to elevate my CEU efforts. What one piece of advice would you give them? Well, I think um, the one thing that I would do is make the decision at the beginning, you know, who are you targeting? You can't be everything to everybody. So are you targeting the architect? Are you targeting the designer, the home builder, the kitchen designer? And then go to that organization and kind of get their criteria for the CEUs. Because if you look at like architects, it's the AIA, designers, especially other US, it's ASID, home builders in the US, NARI has mm. accreditation and uh, for kitchen designers, NKBA does. So I would go decide exactly who the target market is, then go look at what that organization is looking for because they're promoting that you know, within their organization. So you want to make sure you don't try to muddle it all together and try to be something to all of them and miss the boat. Love it. That's great. Jan, for our listeners, if they want to connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Email me direct. I actually do okay. carry it around all the time and they can reach me at Vestibule and you know, another topic one day on the name, but Vestibule spelled V-E-S. T-A-B-U-L dot design at gmail.com. Yeah. And then also the website is good too. You can contact me through vestibule.com. It has got everything there. That's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been super valuable, insightful information. I know mm-hmm. we hear questions all the time from people about CEOs. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure that people will reach out. If you have questions, definitely connect with Jan. And for our listeners, if you Enjoy this content. Make sure you go to venvio.com slash podcast to subscribe and get more. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Bob Nikolov. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>